Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip. And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram, then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch, we are emmanuel.com forward slash live lunch. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, words. We are live. Matt, cover the light. I'll be back again at Live Lunch. It's been a while, Matt. And Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're doing together besides eating pizza? We have lunch together every Tuesday. And we, I guess, continue the conversation that began on Sunday with a, with a Sunday message. We're in a series this term called Virtual Jesus. We're looking at the I Am Statements of Jesus. And uh, we've done this, yeah, most terms where we'd like to try and continue on the, and unpack some of the themes that were introduced in the message on, on Sunday. We, it's always great to have the preacher uh, with us, a, a guest, so we can just broaden out the conversation of whenever you hear something, you know, you might like it, you might dislike it, it's probably hopefully going to provoke some questions. And so we take some of those threads from Sunday and continue that conversation. So if you're watching, if you want to send some questions in, Absolutely. we would love that. Just before we introduce our guests, the wonderful Christina and Toby, we're doing a series called Virtual Jesus. Why, why we called it Virtual Jesus? What's, what's that all about? Yeah, Virtual Jesus. Well, as I said, we're looking at John's Gospel and we're taking Jesus as word. Jesus said many statements specifically, well, they all start with I am, but they're about him, they're about his identity. And that was a corrective to the people that he's speaking to who had an idea of what the Messiah would would be like in the hope in God. They were looking, they were expecting a saviour to come. And then Jesus came on the scene and people, he started teaching, he started healing people and people think, who is this one? Um, and he doesn't quite match up to what the Messiah would be. Uh, think, and then Jesus comes in with these different things that he says about himself. We live in an age where people have lots, even though they're not looking for a Messiah necessarily, they have lots of opinions, ideas, thoughts about who Jesus is. but. In met for all of us, actually, they're wrong. <laughs> they're, they're virtual. There's, there's an idea of Jesus in our minds, whether you're a Christian or not Christian, that is not quite right. And the only way to correct that is to hear Jesus speak about himself, because he is the revelation of truth. And so by looking at these I am statements, we're going to, Christian, non-Christian, those wrestling with these ideas, to understand who Jesus is, and not just understand him, but implicit in his arm statements is an invitation to know him. Mm -hmm. That's why he's revealed himself, so that we might know him. So it's a really exciting thing to do, to consider those, those invitation week by week and look at the different aspects of who Jesus is. Well, sure. Thanks, man. So Christina and Dobbs. Dobbs was our preacher, um, and Dobbs preached from on the I Am, the, the second I Am scene. I'm the bread of life, but Christina, you are our student team leader, yes. and it's Freshers Week, big week for you, big week for the students. Yeah, um, yeah. I recently took that on as of September, and it's an exciting time. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had thousands of students come into our city, um, and it's such a joy to see students come. We're on Sunday, it's just been really nice. We're going to be at Sussex Campus tomorrow uh, for Blessed Society, society that we have there. 
Um, and we've got events as well. We've got our quiz night on Thursday night, open mic night next Monday. Just really love to welcome all the students. So if you're a student that's watching, you are so welcome to come and hang out with us. Go to weareemanuel.com forward slash students, cheeky plug. Um, and you can find out more information about how you can get involved. Great. I mean, we haven't really planned this, but what have your thoughts been with the virtual Jesus series so far? Yeah, I mean, I think the series is really timely because people are coming to the city not knowing what they're searching for. Mm. And we're literally saying, this is who Jesus says he is. Mm. You may have misconceptions, maybe you don't even have a background of Christianity at all. So we're really encouraging our student community to be inviting their friends mm. because this is the series that can make all the difference because we're preaching Jesus every week, but we're really looking at who is Jesus and who does he say he is. So I think it's, no, it's been brilliant. And even on Sunday, I feel like a massive queue waiting to speak to you. I don't even know what time you left, um, but people just are had, really eating it up. I just had they're pizza really, in my... Um, <laughs> they're they're really people. eating it up, but I think it's yeah. producing really big conversations. So yeah, yeah. great series. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Brilliant. Cool. Dobbs, kick us off. Give us a summary of what you spoke about. So I spoke about, um, it was the bread of life, um, was the, the, the scripture, but um, also we explored um, something of Jesus being cancelled uh, also, which was sort of, uh, sort of in that chapter as well. Um, and I just really spoke about what it means, um, something of what it means for Jesus to be the bread of life uh, and um, how really, uh, in as many ways as I possibly could, how um, receiving Jesus spiritually uh, corresponds to eating food uh, physically. And, um, and, and almost every, at every level, you can make the spiritual connection and that's really how, how it is and how ultimately, um, we are to, without food, we, we, we need food to live. And, and Jesus comes to us as one say, you need me to live forever. And, and, and that's really in a, in a brief sentence or two, that's what, what I was trying to do. I guess, yeah, it'd be great to just hear a little bit more about even personally, okay, so what does that look like in your life? Toby, Chris, Christina, you know, for you to live in the good of that and, you know, Jesus, be the one who satisfies diet, your bread of life. Like what, did, what does that look like? How does your life look different as you employ that in your life compared to not doing that? Um, I think just, um, certainly, I, I think just to ground that a little bit in terms of, you know, because we do go to Jesus for things, yeah. right? We do, and it's kind of like, so I, I was trying to sort of thread the needle in as much as we do, it's right and appropriate, and Jesus encourages us to go to him for the things that we need, practical, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, but also to hunger and thirst for him. Then the only way I can, the best way that comes to mind now I can describe is uh, I'm married to my wife and I take the bins out. And that's like a, a gift, if you like, to the home. And if my wife only loved me because... <laughs> it's definitely not the only thing that I do. Um, but uh, it's one of the things it's I do. It's an important thing. When you've got two boys with nappies and sticky oh, boots, um, let's not go there. Yeah. But if she was to say to me, oh, do you know what, Toby? I really love you because you take the bins out. I'd be, I'd be like, well, great, <laughs> but is there something else? Um, kind of thing. And so it's, it's so shallow if that was that was it. So just to, to ground that a bit. But um, in terms of what does it uh, mean? I think, I think it's a relationship. You know, we, we we talk we talk about we use this language a lot in Christianity. Um, you know, a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and it's it is just knowing Him and wanting to know Him like all of Him. Um, you know, the encouragements and the rebukes, you know, the, the, the comforts and the, you know, and the, the rod, 
um, as it says in Psalm 23, and just knowing him, 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 because it's he's all good. It's not like, it's not just like the the, the sweet bits, you know, the nice, the, the the financial bits, or the or the, the 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 you know the good bits, if you like, are the only good bits. But all of him is good. His holiness is good. His mm. his discipline of us is good. We it, it's good for us. And 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 if you are a, a Christian, um, you you long for him and his presence and whatever that may look like really um and and, and so that's that's the way you really build a relationship and and we that's not unusual like we're used to that i've mentioned about marriage but you may have uh, you may not be married right you may be a student and you may have friends that are not perfect and we we accept and love our friends who are not perfect they're good and they're bad uh, well jesus is all good there's literally no bad there's no shadow um in him and so even the bits that are you know, people talk about less, the less fridge, fridge magnet versus they're good and they're to be known. And we, we just want him really. I think that's what I would say, the relationship. I love to like, just kind of go back to what Jesus is saying. So we read ESV on Sundays, but sometimes I also like to see different uh, translations. They really help open my mind and understand as well. Um, but Jesus, when he was kind of rebuking the crowd saying, you're coming here because um, I fed you and you're actually looking for food. Um, in the NLT, it says, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the son of man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. And then they reply like, oh, like, um, what should we do? Well, how can we do this? And Jesus says to them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Um, and just looking at the amplified version and how that kind of opens it up for me to believe, it says in the brackets, adhere to, trust in, rely on and have faith in the one whom he has sent. And so... That looks like so many things. So obviously, God gives so many wonderful gifts. But thinking of students even now, you may come to uni thinking, oh, I really want a first class. And I that is like my goal. That's the thing. And you know that God can give you, you know, grace to study, grace to go to your lectures, grace to do all these things. But actually, that's not your destination. In fact, university is going to finish and end. And what do you have then? But God is the same today, yesterday, forever. He's going to always be there. And I do see a massive difference. I've been around the student work for around five years now. There's a difference when you see students who are like, yes, I'm pursuing excellence. Um, but like at all costs, that's all I care about. Um, or I'm pursuing excellence, but God, you are my sustenance. Mm. I'm looking for you. They're the ones who will come to church um, during exam season to seek God and not kind of not show up. Do you know what I mean? They're the ones who are still prioritized going, like adhere to. Brilliant. It says adhere to, and that, like, I literally Googled it, and to stick fast to, like, stick close, trust in, rely on. You go into your lectures, what does that look like? God, I feel so tired. I feel 9 a.m., but be with me by your Holy Spirit. Help me to take this in. He's your sustenance. He's the one you're really getting things from. He's your bread of life, not any anything else. And I feel like we can get distracted mm. wanting okay. the gifts. And wanting all these things, but actually when Jesus is the focus, he gives you so much. But even if you don't get your first class or two one, guess what? He's still gonna open doors for you. I've seen so many stories of that. God's opening doors, giving people roles, giving people X, Y, Z, because he is the destination, he is the one. But yeah. Superb. Um, can I ask a question? In in this um, in these verses that we just read and in the verses that you preached on uh, last Sunday, when Jesus said the great I am statement, both both statements have resulted in, in the first instance, the Jews picked up stones to to kill him. And then in, in this instance, uh, they groveled amongst themselves and he lost followers. Uh, he was unfollowed. 
um, when when this happened. Uh, I guess there, there's some things that Jesus says which are difficult uh, and and hard to swallow. Going with the the bread analogy, um, what do we do with with stuff like that? Now, they, they, I mean, we don't need to go to specifics about what that stuff is, but how would you encourage the the university student or somebody in the workspace of um, when you tell people about Jesus, they say, oh, "Yeah, but I like Jesus, and, and that's cool." But he also says this, and I can't, I, I don't agree with this. Um, what would you say to? Do we just see the 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 nice, tasty, edible bits about Jesus, or do we also bring in the whole picture about Jesus and, and some of the hard things that he said? Mm, yeah, it's a it's a good question, and I think um, to use continue with the kind of analogy, you you need to chew, you need to chew. Right. Jesus says that he's the bread of life. He is the word of God. He's he. You know, the, the Bible is ultimately pointing to him. And so when we read the scriptures, we're reading his word and his words, really. And um, and, you know, there are some more chewy bits to this culture in the word. And, and we do well to chew. I think so much comes from a misunderstanding. I think people hear um, snippets and sound bites from the Bible and they just have misunderstood what is actually being what's actually being said um and it's a shame and this is exactly what happens in the scripture the crowd actually misunderstand and and, and jesus i guess could have said things the little bit of an easier way it seems like he's almost deliberately not deliberately but he's you know he's, he's not trying to uh, sugarcoat it in one sense but what he's actually saying is a beautiful thing he's saying that i will be the one that sustains you much like christina has just articulated mm. and, and i think chewing and 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 and, and reading books on um, the, the matters written by, I would say, uh, people that know Jesus well and love him and can provide uh, good answers for these types of things or speaking to uh, small group leaders or other leagues in the church that uh, may well have good answers, people that you respect. Um, because oftentimes when, when the Bible says these difficult or more tricky things to our culture, there is immense beauty there that's just being missed and you just mm. have to dig a little deeper it's like you know that age-old analogy you know you, you know you rake and you get leaves or you dig and you get diamonds and the bible's soft and like that i personally really really love preaching on the weirdest most um difficult passages of the bible because there's i just find so often there's so much i'm sure it'd be so for matt to say there's so much treasure to bring out and through a little digging and so i would say dig because there's beauty in the sayings of jesus I'd love to go back to just another question on, um, I guess, how we, how we live this out. You were talking there about, um, you know, desiring is it about relationship with Jesus and that sort of thing. So what, what would you say to someone who might be watching this and thinking, well, okay, you know, I, I know I'm a Christian. I know that Jesus has forgiven me. But you're talking about desiring Jesus and to thirst and hunger for him. But... I recognize in myself, I don't really have that much or I am, my desire put me in other yeah. different directions. Like, mm. What would you say to someone that, how, how do they cultivate a desire mm. for God? Yeah. Because all, I think all of us feel that, right? Some days, oh, I just, my desire for God is not there. Mm. And that's that's a fairly common yeah. experience. Mm. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned the fact that it is common. So if you are feeling that way, please know that is actually very common for all of us as, as believers. Um, one of the things that I've learned over time is your the, your appetite grows for whatever you're feeding yourself. Mm. So there's been times where I felt like, oh God, like I'm not quite desiring you, but I feel more attracted to the world right now. I have to look at what have I been feeding myself mm. because my appetite is growing for junk food rather than the true bread. Mm. And I may need to cut that out for a bit 
You know, I may need to go on a fast or actually just stop watching certain things to cultivate that kind of growth. If you think about, just thinking of what you were saying, the terms of curiosity, I feel like curiosity is so important because Jesus wasn't talking to people who weren't interested in what he was saying. These are crowds that literally followed him to hear what he would say. And some walked away, but some stuck, stuck around. They're like, we don't quite get this, but let's stick around. And they would follow him and they would still gather a crowd around him to listen to him. So I feel like building curiosity and being like, you know, oh God, I want to learn more. And what that looks like is opening your word and actually, what are you saying? What were the teachings that you said? How can I, you know, but mm. also I feel like looking at your diet and seeing why have Brilliant. I fed myself? How do I wean myself off Brilliant. these things? So good, Christina. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and basically, I, I think take, taking what you talk about there is like taking steps as well. You know, because there's things sometimes, like, oh, right, I don't desire God that much. Right, I'm going to read my whole Bible this month or whatever. And you're just trying to just. Don't eat all that. What? No, no, you are a mature man in Christ who's able to take that level of sustenance all at once. That was an incredible feat. But I'm talking that if you're more at the beginning. And actually, maybe not used to reading your Bible that much, and like reading the Bible for five minutes each day yeah. to begin with yeah. is going to be a great place to start. Yeah. Having a prayer life for five minutes, looking at um, you know, pre- listening to preachers of preachers, preachers that you find engaging yeah. and you really in- enjoy listening yeah. to, yeah. rather than thinking, oh, to be a super Christian, I have to listen to all these old guys that I just find really hard or. Yeah. Or even just like reading, trying to read the Bible without any other resource and just expecting to understand it. Like, yeah. dip yeah, into an easy to read commentary that's going to help you to understand yeah. what you're consuming yeah. rather than assuming that just by reading it, you're going to get the goodness out of it and you're going to be Jesus. And it's like, just go easy on yourself, but take the, yeah. the steps. And, and you're not alone biblically as well. I, I, would, I, would, I would add um, to, to ask. You know, to ask, just to pray, say, Lord, I, I confess, I'm not very, I just want more hunger and thirst. Um, there are many Psalms in the Bible where that's the case. You know, you say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that's within me, bless his holy name. It's like, it's like the the, the writer, which is probably David, he's, say, he's like, come on, he's like, come on, bless him. Because he's, he, he's aware that there's, there's a lack and he's like, come on, I, I know, I want the Lord, even though I don't want him. And so you, 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 you are in good company, like really good biblical company there yeah i just want to agree with that and in terms of you don't need to understand all the ingredients on how bread is made or whatever even if right now you've become a christian you can pray to jesus and be like sustain me give me the food that i need and then over time as you learn more about him and you realize oh the flowers like this you know people will like do wine tasting you can tell they're really good because they're like there's a hint of this and a hint of that and over time you enjoy it so much more because you've learned the ingredients and the process and that kind of thing but regardless of that someone can just come and have a drink of wine and still really enjoy it regardless so drink today eat today um and then over time get to know the different ingredients and just savor him even more yeah we've just come out of two weeks of prayer uh, uh, at Emmanuel and the thing I've really enjoyed is just that discipline of getting to the Clarendon Centre at 7 o'clock every morning praying with other Christians uh, 7 to 8 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not praying the entire time but I'm feeling up what the other people are praying and mm. getting into their slipstream and just getting behind their prayers and then there's, there's something about I guess enjoying Jesus and feeding on Jesus together in community so not feeling like you've got to work this out by yourself um, but come be a part of church and come come pray with other, you know, there's opportunities to pray across all our sites uh, on different days of the week um yeah and i think this this feasting on, on jesus is together I and mean, it's not just a 
you and Jesus kind of thing, which which is very very true. But it's also appropriate for us to do this in community, companions with companions as well. Mm-hmm. That's how you pointed out. Mm. Yeah, I I don't think it just so just to underline this. I mean, it's just the more you reflect and meditate on it, like Jesus is saying, comes with it. The fellowship with God that is on offer here, all these things that we're sort of trying to give people the things are brought out as we have been helpful. Like, what does it look like practically? But the practical is for the purpose of relationship. Jesus invites us today to get to know him and to spend time with him and draws us, as you're saying, into the fellowship of the Father. I mean, that's right the way through John's gospel. He's always talking about that and pointing that out, that Brilliant. fellowship with God through Christ and being in Christ. And what's that? What does that mean? It's just a mind-blowing, mind-blowing invitation. Mm. Mm. So, so I guess we, we know what this looks like if we do well. So, you know, there's like a, a regularity. You, we eat bread every day. We eat food every day. We aren't just, it's just it's not like a, a one-off thing. Um, and if you physically don't eat food regularly, you know, your, your body shrivels. It's unintended. You're not, your body's not built. But I, I guess quite often, we, you could go weeks without feasting on Jesus and not in some ways not have the same impact of, that you'd notice if you didn't eat physical food. Um, you know, what, you, what are some of the things you should be safeguarding against? And I guess what are some of the follies of, or the dangers of, of not seeing Jesus as, as our, our bread? Hmm. Well, I think that um, what, what I find in relation to my walk with Christ is, um, you know, I've read a lot of books, I've listened to a lot of preachers, and I've got um, some head knowledge that is in there uh, from that. Uh, but what I find is that I grow very quickly dull um, if I'm not continually um, kind of feasting from him. Uh, I'm talking about predominantly actually in terms of an in, from an intellectual stimulation kind of perspective. I find that if I, if I stop reading or I stop listening to good podcasts and this and that and the other, that I, I very quickly grow dull despite it. So you, you can't really rest on your laurels. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of similar with, with, with physical food, right? You, you can rest on your laurels for a bit because you have fat that's collected. I have more than some others. And, um, and, but when it's gone, ultimately you, you, will, you will fade out as you, oh gosh, as you were kind of saying. And so I, I think that's just important to, to continue. It's just a, like a habit, just like with eating, it's a, it's, it becomes a habit. And I think even more so spiritually, I think while you don't, um, I, think, I think it was, um, yeah, while you don't see it physically, obviously, when a person hasn't been, I think you notice it certainly with my, myself, kind of emotionally, mentally. If I have gone uh, a period of time without praying, um, my head is just more confused. Um, emotionally, I may be more irritable. Um, and so those things aren't things that you can see physically, but certainly if you were close to me, that you would see. Uh, and so I do think it works in much the same way and actually f- surprisingly quickly, actually. Mm. You know, really. Yeah, anything to add to you know, yeah, Should we to bring this into bring this into land? We haven't eaten our pizza. No. Well, Talking about bread. I know. We haven't we're been eating. so much to say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we're going to sign off and eat food. Yeah, and next week we'll be back bread? and talking about um, the, the statement that Jesus made to the Good Shepherd. That's, that's the next one as we continue our Virtual Jesus series. Feel free to post some comments, like, subscribe, um, questions on the formats that you're watching. And uh, yeah, I would love for us to pick up some comments and actually discuss them next week.
Brilliant. Please do that. Thanks again, Jess, our wonderful producer, and Max, our new Kwan's intern. Great to have you. And for the rest of you, maybe five or six, seven. Can you? How do you do? Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.